Hey, it's Sam here from RecipeThis.com. Today's kitchen gadget recipe is for Boxing Day Soup. Yes, podcast happening on Boxing Day for Boxing Day Soup. That sounds really weird though, doesn't it? Anyway, I hope you've had a lovely Christmas day yesterday and today it's of course about the leftovers and all the delicious food that you eat on Boxing Day. Over the years on Boxing Day, our taste buds have changed a little bit. I mean, we used to always have bubble and squeak. Um, We have air fryer bubble and squeak on recipe this, in case you want that. Uh, And then we kind of went in the direction of turkey burgers. The idea being is that you mushed up your leftovers, made them into turkey burger patties, and then air fried them. And then our other favourite is soup maker boxing day soup and it wasn't until I'd published this recipe that I actually found out that boxing day soup was an actual thing kind of a bit like how the turkey curry is a thing on boxing day a great way to use up your leftovers but this recipe of ours actually happened by accident it was never a pre-planned recipe it wasn't that somebody had said right make me a boxing day soup please nothing like that What it actually was, and this goes back to Boxing Day, or it could have even been the day after Thanksgiving, uh, 2015, 2015, yeah. I'm trying to get the year right in my head. I must be getting old. Anyway, it was was, uh, Boxing Day uh, that I was having loads of this, and it was because it was in the fridge from the day before. And you may be wondering, why did I make Boxing Day soup on Christmas Day? Well, Sophia had just turned one. Uh, She would have been one on the 25th of November, so a month before Christmas. So she was 13 months that Christmas. And she's now, she's still a pain with the food now. I mean, same breakfast. She loves it one day. The next day, she won't finish it and says it's boring. She doesn't like it whilst George will just wolf it down and so will his big brother. But Sophia goes through fussy phases and she was just as bad at age 13 months and she was a lazy girl and she always refused to chew her food, you know. So she seemed to be a lot longer on the creamy liquids compared to George, who was just on solid straight away, didn't care. Um, So anyway, that Christmas, I I was thinking, what on earth are we going to give Sophia because... Um, you know, Christmas dinner, there's a lot of chewable items, isn't there? Like the pigs in blanket, the cauliflower cheese, the stuffing, all those kind of things. I mean, of course, I could have just given her little portions each of the carrot and swede mash and some mashed potatoes and that kind of thing. But I thought, no, I want her to enjoy this Christmas dinner meal. So what I did is I'd got um, my first soup maker the year before that. So I used to blend a lot of meals for her. So I blended the Christmas dinner for her. You know, I put in there the turkey, the pigs in blankets, the mashed potatoes, the cauliflower cheese, the roast potatoes, gravy, you name it, it went in. I think I I even had some Yorkshire pudding in there for her. And I was feeding Sophia. And as you do, you check the temperature of it before you feed it to your baby or toddler. And it tasted absolutely amazing. 
I think it was the best soup I've ever tried. And I still stand by that this is the most tasty soup I've ever eaten. And it's become a Milner family tradition that uh, the leftovers after Christmas dinner, they get shoved in a bowl in the fridge to deal with the next day and we'll have Boxing Day soup with some lovely warm crusty bread that we've cooked in the air fryer and it's just amazing. And even better, it freezes so well. So if it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter or another time, make it into a soup and then freeze it in freezer portions and then you can have it as a sauce so it can become a sauce for let's say you're doing some tagliatelle or maybe you're doing a lasagna it can become the sauce it can also be a soup you could add cheese to it and turn a smaller portion of it into a cheese sauce and it's just brilliant and we always have it stacked in the freezer and I noticed that um our eldest son stayed here when we went to Greece um, last summer and uh, he said, oh, I found your Boxing Day soup in the freezer and he was so impressed and so happy about it. So yeah, it's a great way to enjoy Christmas and the great thing is, you know, there's so many ingredients you can put in it and it's a great way to get rid of your leftovers and beyond the Boxing Day, when it's the 27th and you're sick of turkey sandwiches and you've still got quite a lot left over, then it's a great leftovers trick. But there's a few things to bear in mind before you make it because we're all going to have different things. You might be doing roast beef, I'm doing turkey, chicken, gammon. You know, we've all got our different meats and our different side dishes that we all serve. I mean, it's like you might do a lot of cranberry sauce, bread sauce and all that kind of thing. Whereas I don't really bother with those two because no one eats them in our house. So you've got to think about a few things. The first thing to think about is like doing any any soup. You need your stock in there. So we had um, about three quarters of a cup, which is about 160 ml of leftover instant pot veggie stock. So you could do that. You could... Um, Use a veggie stock cube as well with some boiling water, whichever works for you. I also recommend something thick that's going to make this soup really, really creamy. So, for example, for us, that's cauliflower cheese and that's turkey gravy. And let's say you're in the US and it's Thanksgiving instead. What you can do is you can break off a little bit of cornbread in to thicken it with. And you can actually um, include some macaroni cheese because that would do the same trick. And then it's also about having a good mixture of ingredients so that the soup's of the right consistency and works well. And if it goes wrong and you think, whoa, this soup is way too thick, then just add in some more stock or add in some more leftover gravy and that will help a lot. And the same goes if it's too thin, more mashed potatoes because that's a natural thickener. Some more macaroni cheese if you've got that. Or just some leftover bread from your stuffing. All of those work really well at thickening up your soup. So last year when we made it, we had two pigs in blanket, which is basically mini sausages wrapped in bacon for the Americans, um, a tablespoon of mashed potatoes, about three tablespoons of carrot and sweet mash. If you're in America, you can swap this for rutabaga mash, about two tablespoons of cauliflower cheese, 
um, about four slices, uh, four thick slices, I would say, of turkey, four roast potatoes, one cup, which is about 240 ml of turkey gravy, three tablespoons of leftover stuffing, about three quarters of a cup or, or about 160 ml of instant pot veggie stock and a tablespoon each of thyme and parsley and some salt and pepper. And that's the ingredients we used. Of course, we're talking leftovers here, so yours might differ. So then, load your ingredients into your soup maker. Try and put the more watery ingredients at the bottom to stop it sticking. So like your veggie stock and your gravy. And then also add one cup, which is 240ml of water. This will stop it from getting too thick. Then set the soup maker to smooth. And then cook it for half an hour or 28 minutes, depending what your soup maker settings are. And then pulse for a couple of minutes if it's not completely smooth. Add your seasonings and add extra salt and pepper if you think it needs it. And then serve with bread and maybe a few of your other leftover ingredients. For example, I normally chop some warmed up uh, pigs in blankets over it. It just totally depends on how you like it. And can you believe it? That's how easy it is to make this homemade soup from your leftovers at home in your soup maker. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe to the Recipe This family. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Pinterest. We also have a weekly newsletter at recipethis.com forward slash newsletter where we share with you our latest kitchen gadget recipes, what we're cooking in the Milner kitchen and so much more. As well as this, we recommend that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and then whenever we have a new video, you will be the first to know. And if you want to know about all our future videos, then I recommend you hit the bell for instant notifications. But even better, we now have a podcast. It's called Magic with Gadgets. Simply search Magic with Gadgets on your favourite podcast player and you'll find us there. 